Uh, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Sportsmark Show, aka the Sportsmark Sportsmarks. I say the SMS podcast. Excuse me. Just woke up from a nap. <laughs> uh, this is Marcellus speaking. Uh, today's episode is just a weekly AEW Dynamite review for the July 6, 2022 episode. This episode was uh was was pretty. This episode had a, had a lot of stuff going on with uh, a T, a TNT Championship Street Fight match between uh Scorpio Sky versus Warlow. Then we had John Moxley's first um interim AW title defense versus uh Brody King. Then we had uh then we had a uh, Tony Storm and Thunder Rosa in a tag team. A tag team match, first time they both ever teamed up with each other versus Nyla Rose and the the problem, Marina Shafir. You guys know how I feel about Marina Shafir. She sucks. Every time I see her in the ring, I just kind of want to just I kind of want to grab my pillow and a warm blanket and just and just and just and just, and just, and just fall asleep. You know, while I was watching the middle of this show, I started I was really I was literally starting to fall asleep. Because after watching the Marine Shafir match, I was out of it. Like it's a, like watch, watching that Marine Shafir match that put me to sleep. It was hard for me to watch the main event because at that point I was so bored and I was so tired. I just wanted to, I just wanted to show the end so I can so I can so I can go upstairs to my bedroom and go to, and and pack it in for and pack it in for for that for that evening. I was I was out of it. Uh, this was a this was a good show. It wasn't really like it wasn't really like something that was like you know. I was really like, oh my god, like yo, this episode was kind of crazy. Like it didn't give me that type of excitement, you know. It's like you know, championship matches here and there. You know, the best the best part about this whole show was a, a promo from Christian Cage between him and Matt Hardy, and you already know, like, you know, Christian Cage is gonna go all in about Jeff and all his and all and all of his off the field stuff. I mean. I, um, out of the ring stuff with the DUIs and you know, kind of roasting mad about how like you like that like how the way he was talked, how the way he was sounding during their promo that he sounded like Jeff was the more sober one in the family. <laughs> I, I'll 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 um I'll I'll read like his whole entire promo what he said to Matt. That, that was probably the only entertaining slash funny part about the whole show that I really enjoyed. Uh, this this episode of Dynamite took place in Rock, in, in Rochester, New York, which is which is the hometown of um of 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 the former uh, Brody Lee, uh, Mr. Hubert, aka Luke Harper, in WWE terms. And coming up in December of this year will will be his two year anniversary of of his of his death. From cancer, uh, I, I don't I don't I don't recall what type of cancer it was, but this whole this whole episode was kind of like based on was kind of like based around him, kind of paying a tribute to him. So that was probably that was, that was an, so that was another nice thing about this whole show. But the aftermath of this whole show, John Moxley still AEW World Champion, even though we got something fresh from that Brody for that from that Brody King match. We all knew John Moxley was not losing until. CM Punk comes back. I hope we can see CM Punk real soon because um 
Cause um, which guy? He he broke. He got. I think he broke his foot. And they said the, the and they said the the timetable to recover from a broken foot is between four to six weeks. And now it's been it's been it's been about four weeks. No no he, no wait he broke his foot that first week that first um yeah so about four weeks he broke his foot that first Wednesday back um from double or nothing after that May twenty ninth show so so it's been about almost a month. But then at the same time too, you gotta like get the surgery and all that stuff like that. And he got the surgery, I think, like two weeks ago. So it's probably going. So it's probably going to take away. It's going to probably take it to like mid. It's probably going to take it to like the end of July, or maybe like mid August, maybe. But then they also said the process can take up to twelve to. I mean, up to ten to twelve weeks. So we don't know when he's gonna be back. I hope he could come back soon because I want to see him punk back on my TV. And I think that's another reason why they had they have kept MJF off of TV because this whole this whole like summer was going to be about Summer of Punk 2.0, Summer of Punk of 2022 as AEW World Champion, and then eventually like and while everybody knows MJF is going to be the one to take the title off of CM Punk because they still haven't finished their story from earlier er, early this year. So. And MJF had a pipe bomb promo and all that stuff, and then they kind of kept him off TV since. And then he's been, he's been, um, he's been quiet on the social media. Obviously, Tony Khan would refuses to 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 ask to take questions about MJF during any type of medium scrum. So, you know, what I mean, like, I just want storylines and I want good TV. You know, I miss MJF. I miss CM Punk, and AEW. It hasn't really been it has been it has been dry, but. It's kind of been kind of just eh, like Joe, like you know, you got good wrestling, but like it's not stuff that I could really get really like I really like sink my teeth into because I'm kind of just like, eh, kind of bored. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, and then also we got a new TNT champion Warlow finally uh, got his first championship gold on under the a the AEW promotion, beating Scorpio Sky in the street fight. Which didn't really feel like a street fight. Like the only, the only big, the only big, um, the only big like part in the match was probably when Scorpio and all of his friends kind of tried to jump Warlow, but obviously Warlow beat beat the shit out of all of them. <laughs> and then afterwards, uh, he he power bombed Scorpio, Scorpio Sky like three times, and then he won the, and then he won the, and then he won the match. Otherwise, there really weren't any like key highlights or anything special that kind of made you like holy crap during this match. So. I'm happy for Warlow though. He deserved it. He's been doing he's been doing nothing but dom but but dominate cats all year. You know, MJF really put him over. And I'm glad he finally got some championship gold around his waist. Uh then we kinda had then this was the Christian Cage promo between him and Matt Hardy. And Matt Hardy was basically out here because he he admitted that he that he's that he's uh he's a friend he's a friend of Jungle Boy. And he didn't like Christian Cage kind of like, you know, talk, talk, talking bad about him, that it wasn't fair. What like, you know, it's like, you know, that's messed up, blah, blah, blah. And then Christian Cage just like, since when you all, since when, since when are you all of a sudden in front of Jungle Boy? I know Jungle Boy longer than you. And then he kind of went in, which you knew about Jeff Hardy and how like, you know, his, he got his DUI issues that he sounds like the, that, that Jeff now sounds like the more sober one. And he was going in and in and in, just straight roasting Matt Hardy. It's kind of hilarious, and it was kind of it was kind of sad. 
It's very fucked up, but I mean, you knew it was coming. I mean, this is the best way to get Hill Heat. You gotta talk about um, you know, you gotta talk about um um I don't you know, like you know, outside of the ring issues to get the most heat, to get to become the most hated. You know, Chris Cage is a master at his craft. He's been doing this for years. So I enjoyed that was probably that's probably the that's probably the only segment I really enjoyed that I really enjoyed the most out of the whole show. Uh then we had a good tag match between uh uh um the butcher and the blade versus uh Keith Lee Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. Swerve in our glory. <laughs> Obviously, uh Swerve in our glory, they won. Uh, you know, hitting their um hitting their um power bomb into a double stop finish. Pretty dope. Then Ricky Starks came out. <laughs> Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Cops came out basically talking crap about you know Keith and Swerve saying that you got they have never beaten them and that you guys think you guys are the best tag team. And then Rick was yo, Rick got so heated, yo, he was about to go off. Like he was like, Yo, I swear to God, bro, I swear to God, we can go right now, man. Yo, we can go right now, man. You guys ain't shit. Like, ah, and then after that, like. Young Bucks music played, and they kind of um they kind of announced for next week's on um, AW Dynamite show that we are gonna get a triple threat tag tag team match between between um them uh Starks 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 and uh Powerhouse versus and uh and uh Swerve Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee. Now I think the Young Bucks are obviously gonna retain because I think they're gonna save the Young Bucks for FTR. I think this whole storyline that the Bucks are about to have is going to be all about them just ducking FTR because they can keep calling themselves the best tag team in the world, but we all know it's FTR. <laughs> Everything runs through FTR. Uh, Eddie Kingston was interviewed and he was and he was brought down to the ring. Still mad. He still wants to taste Chris Jericho's blood. But then, like on, t- but then, like, yeah. But then we had to quickly look towards the Titantron because we saw Chris Jericho trying to, trying to, like, trying to basically, like, you know, going after, like, mem- going after, um, trying to get he, well, Chris Jericho. He's trying to get to Eddie Kingston's head and shit. And he, he basically he got Ty Conti to sort of like basically beat up Ruby Soho, and then Ty Conti straight up got put Ruby Soho's arm into a, into into a middle into between you know into a car door should have slammed the car car door on 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 her arm and let ruby saw badly injured selling an injury and they basically sort of like ended the segment off there and i had to kick is just like now nah, i had to has to go get revenge for ruby saw <laughs> the dark order then had their had a nice little segment they came out to the ring because like i said this this whole this whole episode uh, Dynamite is kind of dedicated to Brody Lee, being from there from Rochester, New York. So it made sense to have Dark Order on the show. Then you had this, you had this, you had this, uh, then you had this one, this one, this one moron, QT Marshall kind of come out, kind of like, you know, ruin the moment, kind of like, kind of, kind of getting everybody pissed off. That he was kind of disrespecting Brody Lee, he was talking shit about Brody Lee and all that, and all this crap. You know, he was getting the sun really pissed off. Then Adam Page came out, kind of intervened, kind of helped out the Dark Order. Because even though Adam Page is not in the Dark Order, but he's still friends with the Dark Order. So that was kind of cool right there. And the segment just ended with Brody Lee just saying that, I would pin you right now, but I'm going to wait until I'm 18 or 19. Well, he said 19, but 
Really, we're just looking. He can start at eighteen. <laughs> Basically, putting QT Marshall on notice. Then we had a good match between Penta Oscuro versus Rush. This is Rush's first singles match in AEW. Rush obviously win. He won. He cheated to win. Uh, Andrade put um during after uh Pente um applied the 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 pile the, the, the I said the pile driver Ugh. the package pile driver under Rush. Uh, it was a really bad spot. I hate these spots when it's like it's really it's clearly obvious that like we're gonna see a rope break because literally literally during the before Penta literally hit the pile driver move on the Rush he literally purposely moved over closer to the ropes. Hit the pouch packer driver and then rolled him over closer towards the ropes. And then Andrade just, you know, as as, as scripted, grabbed Rush's leg and put him on the rope. Kind of had and basically tried to basically kind of like cheated for Rush and basically pointed out, hey, 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 yo, his foot was on the rope, man. His foot was on the rope, even though he, even though um, he, he you know, he purposely put Rush's foot on the rope. Then afterwards, like uh, Penta was distracted from whatever stuff that was going on outside with Andrade and his and his um and his crew being uh, Ray Phoenix and um and one of the nerds on their side. <laughs> and then uh and then what you call it? And then um right here. And then like I said, the ref was distracted by Andrade. And then Rush then used just a cheap low blow on Penta to then pin him for the one two three. Overall though, the match was actually pretty decent. It's pretty good. I probably got to get warmed up to Rush because this is his first time on a WTV. Uh, he was he is a two time uh, Ring of Honor World Champion, so you know. So he's actually so like you know so you can't be a two time World Champion and be completely garbage. Uh, and then like so like during throughout this whole show, Mark Sterling was having some having like this like this petition being signed around people backstage, basically trying to get rid of Swerve Strickland, basically saying like yo, if we get these certain amount of signatures, we could kick Swerve Strickland out of out of AEW and the locker room in in general and, and get him removed from 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 the company, blah blah blah. And at first he confronted Keith Lee. And Keith was like, nah, so Strickland's still my partner. And even though he kinda he kinda he kinda um step back stabbed me in the back during a battle royal that we had like during the casino battle royal, like like three weeks ago. Another casino battle royal, but it was still a battle royal. Not the one that we had uh, on Rampage, but the other one from two, three weeks ago. But then he was just like, Yeah, we're still winning, so I couldn't give a shit. <laughs> I couldn't care less. So uh so that was that. And then now we got this segment right here when basically uh Mark Sterling and Tony Nese were kind of confronted, kind of confronted uh Orange Cassidy and um his crew, the best friends. And he was saying, like, yo, we need one more signature, and then we can remove Schwartz Trickle from the roster. And Cassidy said he wouldn't do anything without his lawyers present. And then Dan Housing kind of interrupted both, kind of interrupted both groups or both parties. And 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 he and then he was basically supposed he was basically uh, playing as Cassidy's lawyer, and then Cassidy then later agreed to a match, and that if he loses, he would have to sign the last signature to 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 remove Swartz Strickland off the roster. Now, obviously, with the stipulation, you know Orange Cassidy's winning because Swartz Strickland's not getting removed from the AW roster. Like, what the hell? 
That's a former AEW World Champion. He's not getting removed off the roster. You know, going back to, and I forgot to mention this earlier, the TNT title. So last time I was doing, while I was watching AEW Dynamite, I was kind of looking over all of the, um, like, you know how, like, each, like, wrestling promotion and when on their websites, you can go over each uh, uh, title's, like, history with, like, um, each, like, each, um, each, like, you know, each, like, each and every champion that each, like, wrestler that has hold the, 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 the Pacific title and, like, how many days they held the title and all that stuff like that. And, like, you know, you know, AEW does a really good job with their stuff because they actually have the date that they want it. And then, and then, um, and then, like, um, and then the year, and then the date, and the day that they lost it. Now, WWE does the same thing with their stuff. But the thing is, you gotta, like, you gotta, like, go deep into, like, um, you got to click on the title's history and then you got to scroll all the way down and stuff like that. While it's like, as soon as you go to, while it's like for AW, they have the current champion just sort of like right there behind like all of like, um, behind like all of, um, all of the past champions. Cause WWE on their, on their website, they have the title first, then they show the current champion. They have to click on the title and they got to scroll all the way down between like all of, um, all of the past champions. While well, I say like AW, sort of just kind of like right there. And I realized that the TNT title, it kind of gets passed around too much. Like the longest reign, longest reign for a TNT title is 186 days. Not even 200 days has anybody held the, the TNT title. And that when that was held by Darby Allen. Outside of Darby Allen, everybody's either held the title for 90 days, around 60 days, 40 days, 30 days. It was really like it was really hot potatoed around a lot. Sort of like sort of like ruining the prestige of the TNT title. And I'm just saying, I'm just like, damn, like they don't really get they really like they, they like like that's the way they treat the TNT title is really like it's really like how they really treat like a hoe, man. Like you know, like yo, they just they just pass around that TNT title around 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 the roster, around around the block. It's like, yo, it's like, you know, TNT titles, like, now, it's like, it's like, they like, it's like Tony Khan, like, he books a TNT title to be on one guy, he's like, you know what, and, uh, it's been 30 days, I was passing around to another guy, I was been 30 days, I was passing around to another guy, he's just like, hot potato in the title. Like, I, like, yo, like, 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 why are we treating, why are we treating titles like whores, man, and shit, like, I'm, I'm sitting there like, what the fuck, like, come on, man. <laughs> so, I, I thought that was kind of funny. But then it's, but then, but then it's also so weird, because, you look at the reigns between each like champion, current champion, former champion, TNT title, and then you compare it to like the other champ, the like the world champions, even the tag titles. While well, it's like they have done a really good job booking the AW World um championship when it when it when it remains to like when it like when it remains to like the 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 longevity or like the length of each person's title run. Like every single every single person that has held the AW title up to up to CM Punk now has held the title for about like about like over I think Chris Jericho if I can find it right now. Uh, what was it? Uh, title is there. Here we go. Yeah, Chris Jericho held it for one hundred eighty-two. Held it for one hundred and eighty-two days. That's the short. That's the shortest reign. Yeah, they held the title for 182 days or more. And then the longest reign is obviously being Mr. Cleaner, Kenny Omega, 
for 346 days. So everybody has already held the title for about six months to, to almost a year for, for the AEW World Championship. While the TNT title has only been held for like 30 days. And yes, I know we could be like, oh, it's a mid-card title, it's a secondary title. But I mean, like, it's still a damn championship. <laughs> and like, not everybody's going to be able to hold the AEW World title. But it also can really show how good um the man holding the title can really uh, really can be because if he can hold the t- if he can make that title even st- seem valuable or prestigious for the short amount of time he's given with the title, that gives all the credit to all that gives all the credit to the to the world to the you know to the to the wrestler that's holding the title. But another thing that I really want to talk about also is that one guy that I really miss. On this show, besides CM Punk, it's Kenny Omega. You know, one thing that both AEW and WWE lack at, well, AEW, they can put on good matches because they have the roster to do so. WWE, my problem with them is if you lack the roster depth and you're constantly having rematch after rematch after rematch, then you would think they would try really, really hard to fully invest into storylines because you don't have the roster depth to kind of just throw two people out there in the ring and just go at it for more than for like 50, about 15 minutes. And then your women's division is garbage. Cause outside of outside of be outside of like, you know, unless it's like the match include Bianca and Oscar in the same ring or Bianca and Becky in the same ring, the match, the match, the matches last about like two to five minutes. And then it's where we get seven minutes. Like this, like this past Monday, we had Becky Lynch and Oscar and a no host bar match, which 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 went about like I think close to fifteen minutes, but I didn't really give a sh- I couldn't care less. I didn't really give a shit because, like, um, it was another um. I like guess like this is this is like the sixth or seventh time Oscar has matched up with Becky since she's been back from her injury. So I'm like, I don't really give a damn if you change the stipulation. It's still the, it's still the same two people going at it, and I get and that's boring. But now, problem. But the thing is, one thing that both AW and WWE lack at right now is storytelling. They're they're not really giving the audience really like, really like the the like the, um the true like um the true like meaning or the importance to actually like to to actually like care about like about what's going on if on 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 you know on their TV screens. Like in every like in every movie and every TV show. That's not wrestling. There's always a storyline. There's always like something going on. There's no storylines. It's just it's just wrestlers just going into the ring, just two big beefy men just slapping each other for 15 minutes. And same thing for the woman, for the women's division. And at some point you kind of just get fed up with it because you like you've seen all you've seen all the moves, you've seen all you've seen every type of match there is. You just want something, you just want some type of story being told to make you actually want I make that's you just want some type of story being told to make you actually to make you actually care about what's like what's what's being presented in front of in front of your eyes on a weekly on a week on a week on a weekly TV. And Kenny Omega, one of his one of the strongest things about his um about like his character and just him in general is the ability to tell stories. And after Kenny Omega left, there really hasn't been any good storylines or any like. Or any like meaningful stories being told in like you know inside 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 the ring of AW. Well, I mean like you got the Jericho Appreciation Society and Blackpool Combat Club, but you know you could get you. I mean you could probably say that's kind of like a storyline, but outside of that, there really isn't nothing going on. 
And that's why sometimes, like, I kind of get bored. I'm just like, uh, like, all right. Especially since, like, Brody King, for example, I'm, I hope they can piggyback off of um, the main event um, last night into sort of, like, transitioning into House of Black versus Blackpool Combat Club. But if not, then it's like, what was the whole point of putting that match together in the first place? Because, because realistically, no one, no one could, no one couldn't really care about Brody King unless it's involving the House of Black. And then the sad, and then what I just recently learned about Kenny Omega is that, you know, uh, next Wednesday will mark will mark eight months to um to um to um to um to Kenny to Kenny Omega's road to recovery. Because the last time we seen Kenny Omega in the ring was November 13th, 2021, when he dropped the title to Hangman Page at uh, at Full Gear. And according to, like, you know, his interview with Sean, with, um, Sean Ross Sapp, and then he was on, he was, he was on some type of stream playing Street Fighter V with, um, with, um, with, um, what you call, like, his gaming group, uh, CEO Gaming. And he was talking about how he's been facing setbacks and how he really hasn't been taking the rehab process seriously. The rehab process has been very painful and has been annoying. And then he's he's even he's and then on the um on the on the gaming live stream, he's he's even admitted saying, like, yo, like, if um if I keep getting another setback, I might just pack it in. I might have to call it a career. Because in today's wrestling, which is which I completely agree with him. All people really care about is, you know, the quality and matches and all the flips and the dives and banking each other into barricades and to wall after wall after wall after wall. But no one could no one gives a shit about the actual storyline and, you know, the actual script that's being told on on on, on your on, on on your weekly wrestling TV. All I really care about is just, you know, oh, like, you know, like the death matches and like the no holds bar matches and actually just going blow for blow for blow with your, with your, with your, um, with your opponent. And he's just like, I can't do that anymore. I've been, I've been beat up way too much. And Kenny Omega, he has a whole list of like, um, issues. Like he has, um, sports hernia and a lot of knee issues. He has vertigo, which he's been dealing with since like 2018. And he's out there wrestling like 30, 40 minute matches with the whole ring from his from his from his own eyes from his peripheral vision sort of just kind of like being dizzy and spinning around and it's just like I don't really blame them I, I like you know like saying if he wants to retire like so be it because you can't really do this forever and the guy really has dealt with a whole bunch of injuries so at some point you kind of just like damn like you know he's admitted like you know if I get another setback I might just retire I really hope that's not the case because. You know, he's the face of AEW. I mean, yes, you got John Moxley, yes, you got Adam Cole, you got Brian, you got Brian Danielson, but Kenny Omega is is was one was one of was one of the pieces that started AEW, and he is the face of that company. And now with him being out, and then Tony Khan has been holding holding back on releasing the the trios titles because he he's been waiting for Kenny. So now. If Kenny, if anything does happen to Kenny long term, or let's say Kenny does decide to retire, if he gets another setback, so now what do you do? What do you do moving forward? And that's a huge loss as well because I mean, that's it's Kenny Omega. So I thought that was really, I thought that was pretty interesting uh, during during my week. So let's continue on with the show. Now, after the Penta and Rush match, 
Uh, we had we had another backstage we had another backstage segment with uh Jay Lethal, uh 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 Sanja Dutt and Satmenting. Basically, them announcing them announcing that Jay Lethal will be getting his uh his one on his one on one match between uh Samoa Joe for the ROH uh World Television Championship, in which Jay Lethal is the longest running uh World uh TV champion. Being that I think he held the title for like seven hundred days, so <laughs> you know how. So you could tell how 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 important and how much that world um that world TV championship really means to to Jay Lethal. And they're gonna have the match at this upcoming Ring of Honor pay per view of of um Death Before Dishonor on July twenty third. Now, will I go over the show on my podcast? No, <laughs> no. It's only WWE and AEW for me. Anything else? If I do watch. I don't even know if I'm actually going to watch this pay-per-view. But if I do watch it, I'm probably just going to watch this for fun. Because I'm not going over Ring of Honor, man. Uh, no. Nah. It's only WWE and AEW for me. And I can't just, I can't, go, and there's only so much wrestling that I could really go over. I'm not going to go be able to go over, like, every single, like, you know, wrestling promotion. Like, that's, nah. That's going to be too much on my plate. And then, and then especially when, like, you know, football season comes back and then, uh, you know, they got some summer league stuff going on, which I will get to all tomorrow. Um, I'm not going to really sit, I'm not really going to be able to wait, spend my time going over AEW, WWE, Ring of Honor, Impact, TNA, New Japan, like fuck no, that's too much man, just WWE and AEW for me and that's it, <laughs> but this, I think this will be a good show, it was also later, it was also, it was also announced earlier that we are going to get an FTR and Briscoes too, we're going to get a rematch between two of the best tag teams in the world, it's those two, then the Usos. In order, I think it's FTR, and then you could probably say the Briscoes at two or the Usos too, and then where and then whoever you got at two, you could probably put at three. But um, we are gonna get our FTR and Briscoes rematch. I don't know if it's gonna be for the ROH type um tag titles or is it gonna be for all the gold. But regardless, FTR is going to win. But it's going to be one hell of a match. So anybody that's gonna tune out tune tune in for that pay per view, I know a couple people gonna, I know people are gonna be excited for that match because. You know, I mean, because the Briscoes are 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 one of the greatest tag teams of all time in pro wrestling. Uh, after all of this, we have uh the acclaim, you know, Matt Caster and Anthony Bowens and the Gun Club with um Austin and Colton Gunn versus uh Fuego Del Sol and Roughing It and and Roughing It. Uh, making him uh, being uh um Leonard, 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 Leon Ruffin. Who was uh, a former uh, North American champion on WWE? <laughs> uh, Bear Bronson and Bear Boulder, and then obviously uh, um, the acclaim in the Gun Club won, but uh, Matt Caster hit the L, his signature elbow drop, but then he got tagged, he got blind tagged, and then as soon as he hit the elbow drop, uh, one of the gun, one of the gun, gun twins, I remember which one, it, I remember which one it was, on oh, as I say right here. Uh, yeah, Austin threw him out of the ring and then kind of just stole the pin and stole the victory for himself. Obviously, a, um, an argument broke out and they started fighting each other in the ring. And then Billy, Billy Gunn kind of had to like, you know, had to, had to play peacemaker, had to play, had to like, you know, he had to be the, uh, you know, the voice of reason and kind of had to, and kind of had to be the mediator of the whole, of the whole, like, you know, dispute. But eventually it just led to him turning on the acclaim. 
he just beat the shit out of Anthony Bowens and Matt Caster. And kind of like, you know, he obviously and then obviously um he um he chose to side with it with it with it with his with his sons, which make which makes sense. <laughs> I mean that's not really surprising. So now we're probably gonna get a we're probably gonna get a feud between the gun club and the acclaim, which I think would be pretty entertaining. And the acclaim are, are one of the best tag teams in AW and I think it's about time they get more TV time as a tag team, but they couldn't really do it as of lately because Anthony Bones has been sidled with an injury, but now he's healthy. So this is going to be so now. So this is gonna, I hope this, so this is going to be some really good tag team wrestling that we're going to see over the next couple of weeks. Really good tag, really good tag team wrestling. Yeah. Miro was then backstage with his promo, you know, Having that, having that, like you know, that uh, that prestige, like presentation, and on all of his Titantron videos, you know, little, you know, talking about take away God and all this stuff, blah blah blah, and basically saying he's coming for Malachi Black because Malachi Black cost him the opportunity of becoming the in, inaugural or the first ever All Atlantic um champion cha- um um champion uh uh. Adam, 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 um, Forbidden Door. So we're gonna see uh, Malachi Black and Miro feuding over the next couple of weeks, which is which I'm excited for because I think this is something new. I'm pretty sure, and Miro and Malachi Black, they're really great workers, and I'm glad they're both gonna get TV time. They're gonna get more TV time. Well, Miro's gonna he's obviously gonna get TV time because he's arguably one of the one of the best TNT champions of all time for now because they just started. <laughs> the fact that people are already claiming like who's like the best like champion of all time in AEW is just like, you know, for each single belt, it's like the company just started. <laughs> like what the hell? Like I just said before, we never had a TNT title. We never had a TNT champion held the belt for over 200 days. And outside of Darby Allen, everybody pretty much hot potatoed the title. So, <laughs> so I just kind of find that hilarious, but you know, it, it is what it is. So that's going to be, that's going to be the thing. That's going to be a thing. It's going to be something, um, you know, upcoming over the next couple of weeks. Uh, you know, leading more, leading, leading deeper into the summer. Uh, then we got um, we, now we got, you know, thunderstorm versus Nyla Rose and Marina Shafir. The problem. I hate watching Marina Shafir wrestle. She she she's so terrible. She moves around so stiff in the ring. Everything looks so rough and. You know, everything just kind of looks like rushed and like it doesn't look as smooth and she's just kind of all over the place. She she sucks at selling. She, like, you know, a, lot, like a couple of weeks ago last month, they was calling out Thunder Rosa because during her matchup with Marina Shafir before Forbidden Door, before two weeks before Forbidden Door, they were saying that she was standing back in Marina Shafir. But a lot of times um, Marina Shafir be looking like she's the one that's standing back in her opponents during her matches because that's how bad she is. But of course, like throughout this match, like she kind of was the one that's kind of taking all the, I was kind of taking all the moves. She was kind of getting double teamed, kind of getting beat up, beat up half of, half half of this ma- half half of half of this match, which I liked because I don't want to see Marina Shafir. She sucks. Everything about her sucks. She, you know, she 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 likes doing these clubbing forearms that look horrible. She does like this 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 like this this like um this hard hitting like um this hard hitting like kick to the stomach. Or to the chest, and that looks bad. Like she, everything about her just sucks, and just it's just it's just horrible. And I'm I hate that she gets more TV time from Thunder Rosa. I hope that starts changing after this week because Thunder Rosa was in this match, so 
Oh, but all that starts changing because Marina Shafir is, is, is god awful. Like, I don't even know who's worse, her or, her or Ronda Rousey. Her or Ronda Rousey. Because Ronda Rousey is, is pretty is pretty terrible. And I actually got some news to say about Ronda Rousey tomorrow on my podcast. It's going to be a huge news-heavy um, episode tomorrow because we're going to go over uh, Summer League uh, free agency throughout these past uh, couple of days. Uh, Ronda Rousey news and, like, the plans for SummerSlam for Liv Morgan and the SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, Baker Mayfield got traded to the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> Boy, do I got a lot of do I got a lot of, do I got a lot of things to say about that? Holy shit! Panthers, Panthers are still gonna be trash. That's all. That's all I got to say for now. So, um, so just to get to the end of the match right here between uh between uh Thunderstorm and Shafir and, and Rose, Tony Storm suplex Marina Shafir as Thunderstorm singled out Shafir. Uh, Thunder Rosa and Marina Shafir began to chain wrestle, which looks awful because Marina Shafir she she, she she can't do shit. Uh, Tony Storm tagged back tagged back in into the match and they used a nasty hip attack on Marina Shafir, probably one of the most devastating moves in all of women's wrestling, and all and overall the best hip attack in in wrestling. Uh, Tony Storm ran ran into the ropes, but Nyla nailed her with an umbrella in the back. While ref uh, Rick Knox was dealing with Thunder Rosa, Thunder Rosa was able to get the tag, and she used a drop toe hold on Nyla, baiting her in. Thunder Rosa blasted Nyla in the jaw with a running drop kick. She she tried again, but Nyla blocked it and then tagged in Marina. Marina sent Thunder Thunder Rosa for a ride with a pump handle slam. Thunderstorm came in and ran Marina with a running hip attack. Thunder Thunderstorm spiked Marina with a pile driver combo for the one, two, three. And that was the end of the match. Uh and then before the main event between uh John Moxley and Brody King, like I said before, the the um F- um FTR challenged the Briscoes to a rematch, which was then later accepted earlier earlier today by the Briscoes at uh Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor. Uh Daniel Dar- Daniel Garcia challenged Will Willa- challenged uh Willa Yuta for his um ROH title at Death Before at Death Before Dishonor. Willa Yuta is the current um ROH uh pure world 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 champion. Uh, then we had a seven with the baddies and Jay Cargill and, uh, and, uh, what you call it. And then, um, um, halfway, um, introduced to the interim baddie, basically saying, okay, we're going to have an interim AW world champion. How come we can't have an interim baddie? I thought that was kind of funny. And then, um, the interim baddie turned out to be Layla Gray. And then all Jada, and all Jada really said was if, well, she told us Stokely, if she doesn't deliver, then it's, then, then that's your ass. And Stokely was kind of just like, my ass, man, 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 all that, man. Who talk, who they can talk to like that? And then that was kind of the end of the segment. <laughs> now we got the main event match between uh, Brody King and John Moxley. I was very sleepy during this match. It was actually a pretty good match. But once again, I was, I was very tired. After Marina Shafir, she kind of killed my, she kind of killed my mood for the, for the rest of the evening because she sucks. Uh, she made me, she made, she put me, she, pe- she put me to bed instantly. But um, like uh, William Regal did join did join um the commentary team for this match. 
JR came out during the second hour. He's kind of basically like a part-time commentator now, kind of making him more like prestige because it is JR, and he's arguably the greatest commentator of all time in the sport of wrestling. Uh, we'll just skip ahead right here. Uh, it's very physical, back-and-forth match. For the first time, too, John Moxley didn't get busted open. He actually was actually pretty clean in this match. He did not. He did not. He did not get busted open during this match, and I'm actually kind of happy for that because for once I was like, "Thank you." There's no blood because all this dude John Moxley does in all of his matches is bleed, refuse, is is spill out blood, refuse, uh, refusively. And I'm just sitting there like, "Do you why you keep why you keep why why do you think blood is like is always needed in all your matches? Like that's not gonna always get you over." I mean, plus like you're already over because you're fucking John Moxley, but. It is what it is. Thank God it. Well, I'm just happy that for once, like you know, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't get busted open, quote unquote. <laughs> uh, let's get right here. Uh, Brody King picked up Moxley, but Moxley escaped. Brody King charged at Moxley with a cannonball sent on into the corner, but Moxley moved out of the way. Moxley hoisted King onto the top rope and then clawed his fingernails into the in, in, into the back of Brody King. Uh, Mox superplexed Brody King and then applied the bulldog choke, but Brody but Brody powered out. Uh, Moxley stomped on Brody King's head. Mox ate a lariat from Brody King and then the challenger followed up with apologize for a near fall. Uh, Brody standing on the standing on the turnbuckles pulled Moxley right off right off the mat with a choke. Uh, Brody followed up with a cannonball sent on in the corner. And this time, it, it met its target. Like he actually, he actually connected on it. Uh, Moxie avoided a splash in the corner. Moxie blasted Brody with a par- with a paradigm shift, but uh, uh, basically dirty deeds. I still call it dirty deeds because you know, <laughs> I still I still think of Dean Ambrose, even though Dean Ambrose is dead. That that character is dead. This is this is not Dean Ambrose whatsoever. John Moxie and Dean Ambrose are two different characters. Like I said before, and I said this on a podcast in the past, it's really sad how WWE really held back John Moxley because if Jonathan Good was or Jonathan Good was still in WWE, he would still be a third fiddle. He would still be a third wheel to the to the Shield. So I'm glad he was he he did what was best for him, and now he's the one. Now with CM Punk being out. You can argue the number one, the number one face, and the number one wrestler on all of AW, and easily one of the top five best wrestlers in the world. Uh, but continue on, hit the paradigm shift. Moxley dropped the hammer and Anvil elbows on on Brody Lee. I, I said Brody Lee, Brody King, Brody Lee. Uh, rest his soul. <laughs> uh, Moxley put a chokehold on on Brody Lee, but Brody sat back and smashed all his weight onto Moxley. Like I said, very physical match, very very technical match, which makes sense because like you know it it would have been realistic if Moxie would have just hit a finisher and then that'd have been it. Like he, he, so obviously towards the end, the ending for this match, Moxie held, he re, or he re, he reapplied the bulldog choke onto um Bro, Brody King again, and then uh and then uh brought and then eventually Paul Turner, the referee of this match, had no choice but to stop the match. He he ended the match because Brody Lee could could no longer continue. He started to fall asleep, his eyes started rolling rolling back, and he was fading. And that was the end of the match. It was over. And John Moxley is still your interim um AW World Champion. 
and rightfully so. Like there, there, there wasn't going to be any other outcome. Uh, that is it for the AW review. That is all I got for today's episode. Tune in tomorrow to, I think this is what? If I could check real quick. Yes, this is episode 14 of the podcast with the AW Dynamite review. So tune in tomorrow for episode 15. Into, no, I had to, but uh, for like a heavy news, for a heavy news episode of the Sports Mark show. Talking about a lot of football, basketball, and then like one wrestling thing. It's gonna be. I know you guys are probably gonna. Probably guys are. I know you guys are really gonna enjoy um tomorrow's episode. I know, I, sure, I certainly know I am because besides the Ronda Rousey, I get to basically talk something talk something other than just wrestling for for um for the first time this week. So um otherwise that is all I have for today. Uh, thank you guys for tuning into the to the to today's episode. Uh. I'm going to see you guys later. Until next time, peace out. Oh, yeah, but one, but one more thing before I get before I get off. <laughs> uh, leave a rating. Like I said, share, share this share this podcast with your friends and your family. Try to, I'm trying to, try to, help, try to help this channel grow. And otherwise, um, that's all I got to say. Peace out.